It's December 17th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Happy December, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, welcome to Christmas. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> the holidays are here. Yeah. Ready or not, here we come. Yeah, I'm like, wow, it's, it's a week. Yeah, well, leave it to me to leave to put off buying my airplane tickets until there's only <laughs> 11 days until we're supposed to leave. Yeah. That's not friendly to the pocketbook, by the oh, way. No, Don't was, do that. I was watching the news and it was like, you know, every day they were saying it's going to get more expensive. The closer you get, it was like... They were giving some ridiculous number, like the cost increase. I'm like, oh my, holy cow. Oh, yeah. Well, I did my research on kayak.com. I don't know if you've spent yeah. any time on that site. But they have a window where they'll show you the line graph of what the price has done over the last so many months or year. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's like, darn it, I should have bought it in May. The giant spike. <laughs> the giant spike. It was like yeah. really low. They, I don't know what discount, you know, major summer sale or something they were having. But wow. And then right at about late October was another good time to buy. And then from then on, you're, you're toast. Every minute that ticks by, you're screwed. Yeah. Every minute that ticks by, it yeah. goes up. And yeah. I knew it. In the back of my head, I just knew it. And for whatever reason, I didn't jump on it until now. But yeah. Well, you know, so, you also have to coordinate with, you know, it's not just you and Bob yeah, and Matthew. It's family. It's family. And so it's kind of, kind of weird and difficult. Right, right. You know. At least I only have to do the tour of homes locally. So that's right. That's not bad. How many houses are on the tour this only year? Only three. Only three. <laughs> the, the really interesting thing is because my stepmother's husband, um, and for the listeners, I don't have time to explain that. Um, but not my <laughs> How father. How many yeah, connections? Exactly. You have the seven connections to yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon within your family, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way it feels, yeah. yeah. Um, but since her husband passed, my sister and stepsister have you know said, why don't we do Christmas Eve at my sister's house? Because my sister and brother-in-law just bought a new house. Anyway, so we have to drive to my sister's house on Christmas Eve. Do the Christmas Eve Christmas thing. Then get up Christmas morning and drive back to my sister's house. <laughs> this is not like just down the street. These are like. This is like a 45 minute drive. Right. Yeah. 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 And and don't worry because we'll probably have an ice storm that very oh, night. Don't, and don't say that. You've had to deal with that a couple of times, haven't you? Oh, well, there was the yeah, others. The Christmas Eve, it snowed and snowed. And we had to go to my sister's house. In Dallas, house. mind you. <clears throat> it's 70 degrees outside, by the way, right now. Yeah. Just uh-huh. FYI. Yeah. But it'll change in a, in a heartbeat. You know, in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, and um, so just a quick little tour of homes this year. That's not bad. That's not bad. And interestingly enough, we haven't had a lot of parties that we've had to go to either because that's usually the other thing is anytime, you know, Christmas rolls around, we don't do a happy hour on Christmas, you know, during December because of Christmas and it gets too close and who's going to show up and there's so many other parties going on. And for some reason this year, we really haven't had actually a lot of parties to go to, which is kind of nice. Well, you had a handful at the beginning of November. I mean, yeah, December, a little, right? a little sort of handful of events. But like um, I have a friend of mine this weekend had five separate parties he was supposed to go to on Saturday. Oh. Five parties. I'm like – and he was driving back from um, Texarkana because he had to go there for work. And was driving back on Saturday and getting back Saturday afternoon. I'm like, there's no way you're making five parties. You're going to make like two parties and then just collapse. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a stretch. 
Yeah, but we had a had a really interesting occurrence last night at the party that we went to. Uh, a friend's house up in, well, North Dallas. And we were in their office. They actually have a, his, um, one of the guys actually works from home quite a bit because he travels a ton. And we're talking like, I think after the first of the year, he has to go to Buenos Aires and Japan and over to China. And I mean, like all over the place. And he's constantly on the move. Jeez. So he's got this really nice office set up. So we kind of wander back there, you know, three or four of us. And one of the women goes, oh, this is a Han desk. And I was like, well, what do you do? She goes, oh, well, I sell, I, I sell office furniture. It's just what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm an architect. Oh, really? You know, one of my favorite things to do is go to that architecture happy hour. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And I'm like, That's hilarious. Well, hello. <laughs> Say hi to one of your hosts. Was she just bowing down? Oh, in the presence of grace. Well, she, she, she goes, that's just one of my favorite ones to go to, and da-da-da-da-da. She's hilarious. That's so funny. Hilarious. So the next time, next happy hour, it's going to be interesting to see if she's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was just one of those like odd, oh my God, the world just got really, really, really small. It's pretty funny when people we don't know directly are telling us about our own event. That's, that's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah. And that, that happened travels. right at the very beginning when we first started doing it. Um, a financial planner suggested, hey, you should go to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? That. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. So, yeah. So um, it was really, funny. really interesting. But the the interesting thing that we've actually been hearing this this month, though, just from and being at parties and going to events and talking to people, is that everyone is telling us they are uncharacteristically busy for December. Yeah. And like it's, I don't know if, you know, Laura and I were thinking, well, maybe it's. It's the phenomenon of an election year. That's yeah. my theory. Or, or does it seem busier because you haven't been busy? <laughs> right. So this is what normal busy looks like. Right. But, you know, even talking amongst ourselves, we, you know, thinking back, December was always the slow month. You know, people, firms close down. Usually, you know, a lot of firms will close the last week of the month. Everyone's sure. taking vacation. No one's getting ready to start new projects. But everyone we're talking to, they're like, this is just seems really weird. And, of course, the hope is that a busy December means that 2013 is going to be a busy year. And we're kind of getting that feeling, too. And, and people are, you know, someone actually said to me, it feels like everything is starting to trend upwards. Absolutely. Well, we've already seen a huge, I mean, we've already set a record as far as we just... In fact, celebrated our five-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to us. And what we're seeing just this year, because we're now keeping track of all our leads and all of our projects that are mm -hmm. under contract, and we, we've we set a new record just this year on projects that we've had active in the office start yeah. in, you know, within a calendar year. So we're already seeing an uptick in activity. And with that activity staying consistent in December, then, yeah, everybody would assume that January would just be – Rocking right. and rolling, you know, from day one. So we all hope that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see and even more so all those people out there who are looking for work. Hopefully this means that they're going to start finding jobs, finding regular jobs. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we wanted to talk about going into 2013 is that if you're looking to work for a small firm, prepare yourself because, you know, we've even talked, you know, Holly, Laura, and I have talked that we may actually have to look at getting help next year. But getting help for us is a different business model 
than what you would typically see. If you know, if it's a big firm like with 150 people, adding 10 or 15 employees, that's just what you do. When you're a small firm like this, we're not as quick to jump off and start hiring people full time. Right. It doesn't mean the same thing that it meant five years ago. Right. When you said, I'm going to go look for a job or right. I'm going to change jobs. Right. It's when now that, you know, people are out there talking to employers or prospective employers, they need to start speaking a different language because we are, as farm owners are speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. We're having to look at our productivity and our projects that are on the boards a little bit differently as to how we're going to efficiently get them out the door right. and get those drawings finished. So that's something that we wanted to share with you today on the podcast is if you are looking for a job or if you are a small firm owner, what is it? How is this language changing? How is the conversation changing? And and in order to prepare to best meet those challenges, if you're somebody looking for a job, you need to be able to offer maybe a slightly different package to mm-hmm. an employer. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, I, I think so. It's, it's, you know, typically you're going into a job interview because someone's looking to hire. So they're going to say, okay, this is what I need from you. I guess with us now, it becomes a question of, it's going to be, you're going to have to come in and say, here's what I can do. You know, find out what our issues are, what's keeping us from hiring someone full-time perhaps, and, or what kind of projects we have going on and say, okay, here's where I can help you out. Here's where I have expertise that might fit into what you're doing. And then sort of build that relationship from there. And honestly, contract work for me is, is one of those things that it's a great way to get your foot in the door. It's a great way to find out if you're a comfortable fit with whoever you're interviewing, mm-hmm. interviewing with. And also opportunity for you to, to maybe expand your knowledge base a little bit. Yeah, because I'm thinking – I'm used to when I think of going in and, and applying for a job that there used to be sort of this base level of assumption that you would go into a new office and you would pretty much be guaranteed a certain level of benefits, you know, health insurance or mm-hmm. 401K or, you know, whatever the assortment might be. Now it's kind of changed and things have thinned out a little bit. We don't typically see a lot of really heavily – padded, you know, benefit packages. So know that going in and know that from our point of view, from the owner's point of view, that if you can come in and say, you know what, I understand that you're probably, you know, talk the language, say, be a partner. I think that's what we're trying to say is be a partner. I think one of the successes that we've experienced in the last couple of years is that we've done really well working with other professionals, other engineers and designers and consultants, uh, you know, accessibility consultants and all those folks who know their part of the project really well. So it actually takes some load off of us because we can trust that they know their part of the project and then we help collaborate and bring everybody together. So if we sort of take that model, that idea that it's a several parts and pieces to make a whole project, Mm -hmm. we can look at the help that we might need in completing the drawings in the same way. So if we're not necessarily trying to make our company bigger in the sense that we have so many employees, but if we can say, you know what, we have another partner who's going to help us get this part of the project done. And that partner being a contract person, you know, person providing contract labor. So, that it's a slightly different picture as far as 
we're not growing, we're not making our company bigger and bigger and bigger so that we have bigger overhead and bigger expenses and potentially more square footage that we need because we're housing them in the office. Right. You know, we're using more electricity because their computer's running and the plotter's running and all these sort of things. It's a matter of let's get the help exactly where we need the help. Right. So, which is, we got to get these drawings done. Yeah. You know, there's only so many hours in the day and we can't. Stay up all night, although I do. <laughs> I can't stay up all, all night. night. Stay up part of the night yeah. to get drawings done. You know, it would help to at some point be able to hand part of it off. Well, and a prime example of that is that we have this restaurant project, and we were putting the team together, and we knew exactly who we needed for the bits and pieces and parts. And you know, we had the kitchen consultant over here that had been referred to us by someone else, and we'd worked with you know a couple of times before great kitchen consultant brought him in. And then I had an actual friend that I, I worked with a few years ago who I knew she was good at doing layout, you know, for a restaurant, like the dining area and stuff. So I brought her in and said, Hey, can you kind of configure this a little bit? Here's what we're shooting for. And just handed that off to her. And, you know, she turned that out and I think like an hour and a half. It was the yeah. first run through. It was like, Holy wow. Yeah. That was and fantastic. So, so to have those people in place and that's, that's, I think really where we're, where we're headed in 2013 for business model and where if you're looking for a job with a small firm, that's where you maybe have to really be able to sell yourself. Yeah. I was just thinking that as you were sharing that, that example that you need to know exactly what you do better than anybody. I mean, what is the thing that you do so well that you get all fired up and excited about because it's the thing you love to do. Don't be afraid to share that in an interview or in a cover letter Mm -hmm. because people want to know that they're working with the best folks that know what they're doing. You know, that's another scary thing about the idea of hiring a new person is that there's going to be a long time, a big learning curve to get them up to speed on how we work. And so the, the better and faster they can come in and jump in, you know, with both feet and offer, you know, really good quality whatever they do, mm-hmm. um, that helps our position a lot more. It takes some of the fear out of making that making commitment. That, yeah, making that commitment. All right. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know, if you're going to do this, keep in mind that you need to be flexible. You're going to have to be really self-sufficient. You can't, you know, because you, you may be doing stuff for three or four people, and suddenly you're juggling a lot. So you got to get really well organized, knowledgeable about what it is. You know, you can't come in and, and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the perfect person to help you with this and it turns out you don't have any experience doing it because we don't have time to train you in it but you know you typically do with a new, new employee you bring them in and they would get all the you know training they needed or whatever you have to be able to do that on your own you have to have that knowledge firsthand if you yeah and i guess there's probably there's interns out there who don't have a lot of work experience and they're going hey but what about us because mm-hmm. that's what i would be saying well sure um and so there's a different probably a different approach that you can use because whether you have a lot of off experience or not you still have skills that mm-hmm. are very useful to an office so try to figure out what those are especially cuz if you're a younger graduate and you are exposed to more of the technology that maybe we don't keep up with on a daily basis, bring that to the table. Offer yeah. that as something that, you know, would help us out in the interim while we're getting to know you, getting to know your, your other skills or where we might be able to fit you in. Um, you know, don't just assume that you don't have any work experience. So you don't have anything to offer. Right. Um, the trick is figuring out exactly what it is that we might need, yeah. you know, that wouldn't be a good fit for you. So one other thing that we wanted to offer is that if you are in the situation where you're looking for work, 
and you are interested in adopting sort of this new business model along with us, we're, you know, this is kind of new territory for us as well, then I would suggest that you update your LinkedIn profile. And by that, I mean in the summary section, go ahead and talk specifically about what you love to do and what you're really good at or what specific experience you've had that would allow you to offer that to a new employer. And so you might use language like, you know, I understand that most small business owners have this problem A, B, and C. Here's how I can solve that for you. That is music to my ears. Mm -hmm. If you can come in and specifically address a problem I have and show me how you can help me with that, oh, that is so helpful. Yeah. And while you're at it, update your cover letter on your resume mm -hmm. because that's, you know, on, honestly, just in, in our own experience of getting resumes from people, there are times we don't make it past the cover letter. Oh, even the first three lines of the cover yeah, letter. Yeah, like, oh, and we're done. Right. Well, and then there's people who are sending their resume and they have no cover letter. Right. I mean, and cover letter, cover letter, hold on. And the cover letter does not have to be an entirely separate document. It can just be the text within an email. Mm -hmm. And I think the ones that have made the best impressions on me are the ones that share something a little bit personal or share something about the circumstances as to why you're looking for a new position. In fact, I got one from somebody up in, in Seattle or Washington, and they said, you know, I'm really looking to move back to my hometown where I grew up in, in the Dallas area, and I'd love to get back and, and work with, you know, some, a small firm in Texas. And yeah. so that actually gave me some framework to understand, well, what is their motivation for coming back, and what are they actually looking for, and that sort of thing, versus somebody that just says, hey, are you hiring? Yeah. Well, the automatic answer is no. Yeah. But I might if you give me the right reason to. <laughs> you know, it's not – no is not always never. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to have enough for me to, you know, be interested in to start the conversation. Yeah. But you know what? It's helpful if the person who's sending me a resume has already thought through this. Yeah. Versus me saying, well, are you available for contract work? Are you set up to do that? Do you have AutoCAD at home? Are you – okay with receiving documents via email and then sending them back to me. Yeah. You know, if you've already kind of run those scenarios through your head and can offer that without me having to ask, that's that puts you a few steps ahead. Because yeah. I've, I've talked to folks who looked like they had good, uh, you know, good qualifications, but then they said, oh, I'm working on AutoCAD 2003. And I'm like, I don't know if that's very easily compatible or... Yeah, yeah there were, I'm saving my drawings back from 2010. Back to, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there were just a few too many hurdles for me to easily make the jump to, yeah, yeah absolutely, let's talk. Yeah. So if you can go ahead and have that process thought through, you know, know what you are able to offer and what you can't, because mm -hmm. it's okay. We don't expect you to, you know, bring us everything, the, the complete <laughs> answer. Yeah. But, <laughs> is, but if you can say, oh, by the way, and I'm, I am available for contract work if that works better for you. That's a that's a door opener for me because then, um, you You're know, at least we have, yeah, we have you something to talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. And even in talking to some of the other people that we've talked to, they are doing the same thing that they're they're seeing their business model change. Even one of the contractors I was talking to, they're seeing a change in how business is being done and how business is being approached. So, 2013 is shaping up to be a really really interesting, I think, year. Well, and in fact, I had um, the gal that I was sending some contract, you know, drawings to. Uh, she 
had the nerve to go get a full-time job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I say that jokingly because I'm thrilled for her and it's, it's a, you know, much better fit for her family. But, um, but it kind of, I was like, whoa, okay, now I got to yeah, figure out a new solution. New, yeah, a new solution for right. us. Right. So that's something that you can keep in mind. It might be something that would work and allow you to keep your skills up while you are still looking for a full-time job. Mm-hmm. That's certainly not out of the question. And, and we know that too, yeah. if we're working with somebody in that situation, then we expect you to go, you know what? I've got an interview on that day. I'm not going to be able to talk to you until after whatever time. Yeah. So. Of course, one of the things that really got this rolling around in our heads is that tomorrow we have to actually do our goal setting for 2013. Right. So, of course, everything we told you could possibly <laughs> could possibly change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But, you know, it's one of those weird things of, of we've – this will only be, I think, the second year we've really sat down and tried to establish some sort of real goal for two, you know, for the following business year, and it's like a three-hour process. I mean, this this thing that we actually do. So it's going to be interesting to Which see. Which barely and, scratches the surface, but yeah. at least it gets us thinking. Yeah, it gets us thinking. Gets us headed in a direction, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. well, and then of course, in the last podcast, we talked about that we might possibly be moved by the time we did this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And of course we have not, yeah. we haven't even started packing boxes yet, but uh, apparently we do have some forward motion. Yeah. The, the contractor yeah. got the go ahead from the landlord to start work, <laughs> but they haven't approved the carpet and I'm going to pull my hair out, <laughs> but Poor we're Larry. actually seeing things move forward. So, so maybe in maybe. January we might have an update for you. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Everybody cross your fingers for us that we have a smooth move to our new office yeah. space. We'll be podcasting from in the sea of boxes around us and, what, you know, right. moving men coming in and out. Who knows? Right, right. Yeah, we'll just do a, a, a live, you know, moving podcast. Yeah, we'll have to sit in your car in the parking lot or something. Oh, there we go. Right. That'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. And in January, of course, we'll start picking up the Architecture Happy Hour again. Yay. So we get to start having those events again. And the first one's going to be on the 16th. And it's going to be a showroom. It's going to be one of those actual showrooms fairly close to us, which will be kind of nice. Yeah, we've had some good luck with that. That's been a new thing we've tried this year. Yeah. And it seems to be people are almost coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we'd love to host an event. Yeah. So that's great. We love that. Takes a little pressure off of me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, yeah, I was sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to to start sending out lists to people saying, okay, this is what I need from you, and this is what's going to happen here, and what, you know, and confirming everything for sure. But, um yeah, it's off and running again in February will be our third year anniversary for the happy hour, which is mind-boggling. Yeah, our second anniversary was last year. It's our third anniversary. So starting our fourth starting year. Starting our fourth year of doing oh the happy gosh. hour. I know. It's hard to believe. Man. Yeah, yeah. But very exciting, lots of fun, and of course, hopefully this woman will show up at the happy hour again. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you can always find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and um, Laura's at HPD Architecture. I'm Arch Happy Hour, so look for both of us. I don't mm-hmm. really post as much as I probably should. I'm trying to get better, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm exploring the world of Pinterest right now, mostly personally, just pinning stuff that I like, but I'm kind of exploring it on if we're going to put our company on it and what that means. Mm-hmm. Search for HPD Architecture and you you might find. Might find. Because I think I have a board that's set up for HPD Architecture News. Okay. So if you find that, then you'd find me. You can follow cool. me. Well, and I started into the world of Tumblr, just kind of looking into what that's all about. And 
following some interesting people and some not so interesting people. Those, those <laughs> have been removed. But there's a ton of people. I mean, like a ton of mm-hmm. people out there. I was just amazed. So we'll see what, what comes of that in 2013. But for now, we will let all of you go and enjoy your Christmas and enjoy your holiday. And don't drink too much on New Year's Eve. Yes, have a very safe and wonderful holiday and Christmas. And we will talk to you again in January. Okay. Right. See Bye, you guys. soon. Bye-bye.